need to know I'm being heard. Let's go. Am I being heard? Am I being heard? I need to know let's that I'm go, being heard. Go. Okay, ready? Mickey. Let's um, go, bye. let's go, let's go. Uh, hi, hi, this is For the Girls Podcast. I'm Nick Westrate. I'm, I'm Jason Black. And um, uh, this is a, a queer um, uh, podcast about fandom and our love of divas. And this is a podcast for 90s sitcom queens. Yeah, for divas who want to be other divas. <laughs> yes, this is um, a podcast for um, redheads. This is a podcast for the one woman in the room. This is a pod- I'm talking about you, Gigi. <laughs> this is a podcast for ladies who can just really nail that tag at the end of a sitcom. Um, keep going, babe. I don't have another one. All right. Okay, who do we, we have we this have week? Then? We have this week Max Jenkins. Hello. Hello. Max is a great actor who is uh, currently on Dead to Me and uh, soon to be on Special on Netflix. Oh my God. He used, my to, be on, he used to be on Mysteries of Laura. Um, and high maintenance. And actually, people congratulated you on Mysteries of Laura. They do. People um, confuse Max and me, especially my our voices. So Someone just did. Have a good time. That's helpful. For yeah, Carrie O'Donnell, Carrie O'Donnell, who was just, just on, did. on or I love that. yeah, he just did. Um, so have a good time trying to figure out who the fuck is talking in this episode. Hey, it's me, Nick. I mean, Max. Sorry. Hey, it's me, Max. And I'm the one with the sil- silky voice. So I don't. Do that. That's <laughs> not hard. That's hey, not hard. Hey, Max, who's your diva that we're covering this week? Oh, I don't know. Um, you could say it's somebody uh, who once said, ouch! <laughs> or you could say it's somebody who, uh, you know, accidentally talks about cancer while she's doing an improv class. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> I guess, cancer, I'll just say it. Cancer's not funny? <laughs> cancer? No. Well, what's your sign? Oh, can't. I did it again. What's one with, with the crabs? <laughs> it's, it's, it's cancer. That scene stars the <laughs> amazing Jimmy Fowley. L.A. UCB legend. Or Groundlings, I guess, since they were at Groundlings. They were at Groundlings. Hi, my name's Max. Um, I love Valerie Cherish. She's my queen. Oh, Valerie Cherish. I stan her. Played by the iconic Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. It's honestly unconscionable that Jen didn't do a cameo. And, like, you know that she was asked. Or fucking Courtney. Isn't Courtney... It's kind of bullshit. Courtney could have walked off. Where's my my wine? Yeah, Courtney should have walked off. Where's my goddamn wine? Yo, where's my cougar? Did you ever watch Cougar Town? (laughs) Yes, of course. There were, like, promos forever, and Jason and I were obsessed. We never watched it, but she was... Wasn't it supposed to be called Where's My Wine at some point? Really? Yeah. Well, they changed the name, right? The fucking promos at the movie theater were all She's, like, sloshing around with, like, a gigantic... Enormous wine glass. It was so big. Just like in uh, what's her name? Somebody, somebody's first act. What's that new show? And she's sitting on a band aid, just oh, a Patricia gigantic Heaton, band aid. Republican Patricia Heaton. <laughs> she's sitting with her That's legs a girl crossed. I'm for. Patricia Heaton <laughs> loves the bushes. Patricia so. Heaton is my she queen. Also hates We're here to abortions. talk about Patricia Heaton today. She hates she abortion. She really hates. She like, really. Oh no! That's, yeah, she's yeah, she a hardcore Republican. She's a Republican. She's a big. She's a hardcore Catholic, really. Too. Mm. I hear she's a lovely boss. You know, I have a friend who has a friend who's in her show. I have a friend who's on that show. Oh, really? Yeah. We're anyway, talk we're not talking. Patty. We're not talking about Patricia Heaton. We're talking about fucking Valerie. Valerie Cherish, Lisa Kudrow. And I never even thought I didn't think of myself as a stan, and I felt like is there something chemically wrong with me as a gay man? But I realized that Valerie Cherish is all I think about. Like it was so part of the fabric of my life that I, he, she didn't even come to mind when I was like, "Who do I stan?" I I don't think I have one. But actually, like you move through your life. Yeah, with... I sort of am her. I don't think I, I don't think of any. There's no like separation between her and me. When I was flying out here, I we, I was busy, so I was behind on my research for this trip, and so I was watching. I watched six episodes of season one on the plane. It's incredible on your iPad. Like three on my iPad, but that's all my iPad had room for, <laughs> and then like three on my phone. God. So 
I got off the plane, and I think one of the first things I said when I walked in the door here was, I was like, okay, but the thing is, I am Valerie Cherish. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. all I realized, is that I am Valerie. While you're in the air, you kind of melded it with her. But huge then I kind of think I said, like, aren't we all? Yeah. Like, aren't, all the, aren't the best of us? We are. Trying to be, like, better? Well, we are her on so many levels, because we're... The three of us here were performers. We're also gay men. I believe Valerie is a gay man above all else. We are, you know, we we want to be loved. We want to love. Like, we, on a psychological level, on a professional level, we're Valerie. We kind of have to, ch- we have to, as, as gay men, I think, in the performing industry, we mm-hmm. have to navigate exactly how we present ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe try to recalibrate that in rooms that aren't accessible yeah. to our energy. I mean, like, think of how we've dealt with men our whole lives, yeah. how we've dealt with straight men our whole lives. Well, I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of, you just like try to bring the room around to you and be like, well, that's weird. Okay, I'm going to go over here. I All right. We also or, use positivity and I think we use yes. like, like trying to pretend like everything's okay and not making people uncomfortable because well, we know that we can make people uncomfortable. So we try to like stay positive, especially yeah. working in Hollywood right. or working in spin. the film and television We're queens of spin. Well, we're two, like, absolutely. Yes, I can do that. PR. Before you even understand what you're being, oh, what's fine, being asked. Yeah. Oh my God. Two, two She's always fine, right? Two things for me, I was, I remember like, you know, you know, that iconic how, like, at least for me in high school, everyone would just walk up to me and say, are you gay? Like, not even in hateful, like, just, are you gay? And just I remember, simple Ooh, question. I'm, I'm different. And yeah. I need to start doing a real undercover sleuth to see what these other boys are doing mm. that I'm not doing and try to find out how to start putting on a little bit of a mask. And I didn't quite love that mask, so I was like, well, what the other angle that I can take is just being very strange and very funny right because that can that can hide a lot of things too it's still a mask but it was a mask that i could perform i did the same thing right Mm. so you just be crazy and even if you're not so comfortable with it you kind of just make a your your performance is that you're totally cool with who you are and you and you you know it's like you become cool with it by pretending you're cool with it and then people would walk up to me like you're so confident (laughs) right and you're like what you know, I've told, we've talked about this yeah. all my life. I was like, people really think I'm confident. And I was like, I guess it's that. I guess he just uncovered it. But it's just that I've been performing. People when say that about me too. It's shocking. When you perform and don't you feel like, enough, you feel what are you talking about? What the fuck are yeah. you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was thinking of other women I love and like other, you know, queens of my life. And I was thinking of Cher from Clueless, which is like the other mm. one. And I was thinking about how I kind of had this thing of weirdness. Like, like I was kind of performatively... Like, I loved Bjork, and, like, I had that kind of alt side to me. But then there was also an aggressively basic side to me, which was a little more hidden. And it was, like, you know, that side who just fucking loved a Jennifer Love Hewitt moment, who loved, like, Mm. Katie Holmes. Yo, Mm. straight up, I had a CD case that was, like, Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan and Neil Young. And I was like, I'm that guy. And then I fully had my separate true love of my life, which was my diva Broadway Record, oh, my God. CD, of course, file, yeah, file. So I was like, "This is my personal." That's how you learned about all these strips. I think that that's what this separate. podcast is so much about: is trying to just be like, "Oh no, these are the things I actually love," right. and I'm not going to walk around pretending like I give a shit about listening to Bob Dylan ever. Exactly. Newsflash: I don't. And unless it's being covered by Nina Simone or Bette Midler. I can't think of any Baez. or John male Baez. vocal stylings that I would care to no, switch on in the not. car. No. No, who was? But so wait, so I was obsessed with Cher from Clueless, and it occurred to me that Valerie is kind of going through life 
as though she's sharing clueless, like trying to narrate her life and like show how amazing her life is. But it's like actually the dark side of clueless. It's like, well, here's my life. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I know. She like thinks that she can control everything and narrate everything, but it's like without that gloss. Well, of, so of, like, okay. So for everyone listening to this episode who hasn't seen the comeback, the comeback is um, have we even mentioned the comeback? Mock- Valerie Cherish is a character played by Lisa Kudrow on a show called The Comeback in from HBO in 2005. We're going to do season one this God, week. 2005. 2005. And it's a mockumentary style of um, a reality show about a sitcom actress named Valerie Cherish's comeback. She has. Um, she was on a show called I'm It. She was on a show called I'm It. Jane, do I come in now? Or? Yeah, that'd be it's great. Yeah. Well, this is it. This is my it wall. <laughs> used to be bigger, but then I got married, and you know, you have to share. So, uh, let me show you this. This here is my People's Choice Award that I got for I'm It, and it means a lot to me because it's from the people. Which ran for four seasons from 1988 to 1992. <laughs> I know Nick, and Nick, I was like, no, and then Nick did, really did the math for me. Yeah, no, because we, we already went through this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but baby, it was in the 80s because we were trying to do it. Had to be time. late 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Late 80s. <laughs> well, it's not the way it was on it. You know. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. So she was on it. Yep. She was on it. And then, okay, here's a question I have for you. What do you think happened for Valerie between 1992... I've been thinking about that a lot. ...when it ended, and 2005, when she gets this offer? So the offer to do this reality show called The Comeback also comes with... She has to audition for a pilot for a show called Room and Board. Yeah. I've got your agent on the phone. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Yes, did you know I don't have The Comeback? Yeah, I have to audition. Well, what? What is the issue? Well, my deal's done. I thought, well, I just signed it, so, you know, that's what the money is. Uh-huh. Well, so everyone's lowering but me. Everyone's lowering their price. I can't. hmm Yes, no, I know, sitcoms. Yeah, in the toilet, I know. Listen, I don't think these other two are going to even read, okay? They're just not, they're not into it like I am. But she's not even guaranteed in the pilot episode that she has it. Well, she doesn't know that until she gets to the audition. She thinks it's a formality. Right. And she gets there and Mary Lou Henner and Kim Fields are there. <laughs> this is my favorite, favorite. I, I remember getting so jazzy re-watching that. And I was Obsessed. like, we want to play a game at the end of this of like what we want more of. Or what, what we can so imagine much. going on. I want more of Mary Lou Henner. I know, truly. It's weird that she didn't come back. Right? Because yeah. like that energy was... That was Valerie like, Cherish. Also, who's next? Valerie Bertinelli? Oh my God. Valerie oh, Cherish. Yeah. Who's coming next? Valerie Bertinelli? No. <laughs> Fucking suck a... Such a... Suck a suck a suck a... Such a sick, like, just like real life, like women in a, of a certain age getting certain roles. It was so It's intense. so real. Kim it Fields so really real. wanted that role on Room and Board. You could tell. Oh, you could also tell that they all were barely acting about and what it's how, like to be humiliated. I know, which made me wonder what it was room. like Like when Lisa was talking to them between takes. Like, oh, thank you so much for doing this. Like, she's making fun of them to their faces, and but they're maybe happy they, to do it. Yeah. But I also think yeah. that Lisa, I mean, Lisa seems so smart and so 
on it and like such a real human. You know, like she's done very few projects. Yes. I, I mean, she's done a couple of clunker movies, but she hasn't. Well, like... since Friends, there have only been a few things that really pique her interest. And, right. And kind of turn her on creatively. And you can tell that she's not just like out here trying to like be the star yeah. of the universe like Jennifer Aniston. And this thinks. show, the comeback happened right after Friends. It happened for Michael Patrick King, who's the other creator of the show, right after Sex and the City. Right. So like... Oh my God, to imagine the joining forces of these two fucking queens of the industry. And I was just reading that the character of Valerie was something that she came up with in a Groundlings class years ago. And it was a character she used to do called Your Favorite Actress on a talk show. Oh my God, right. I have heard that. And she would just do it in an improv and it it became Valerie. And her middle name is Valerie. Lisa's is? Yeah. Well, that's incredible because it's true that Valerie could be funny in any literally any situation like you can she that's why she feels like sort of an improv creation because you well, can imagine her on the deck of the titanic and she's you like know well what? it's almost like we never though i it's almost that i do think she'd be funny in any situation but what makes everything so special is that she's always on she's always aware of on camera mm-hmm. so i think so we never really quite see her unless until those moments where she's actually just yes. trying to get business done or something really is happening and, and she she's thinks she's controlling the situation and and she and, and but but most of it she's really is like trying to be this other valerie right so we only ever get to see her performing valerie right well it's like she is pure super ego she is you know like she's purely just the presentation because we are seeing her trying to present herself and trying to like all of us in this industry Trying to get some semblance of control. But of course, we see behind, she's not very good at it. So we no. know what's really behind the mask. This is my comeback. All right, now I'm going to probably take that again. Okay. <clears throat> so this is my comeback. Jane, I'm sorry. The um, camera keeps moving in and out. It's is always that- going to be moving. Just keep going. No, yeah, oh, I know. I know. It's just, I don't know if I should wait for it to settle or. Mm-mm. That's right, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. That's right. This one's always going to be moving because that one is stationary. Got it. Okay. Here we go. This is my comeback. You know what? I want to do another. And to answer your question of what she was doing after it, like, I think she was leading a really boring life. I mean, boring. I don't think it was, I don't think it was the Valerie that we know and love. I think she was a really good wife. I well, bet she, she was in, Don't you think she, she like, met uh, Mark? She got, we know she got married on a ski slope. Okay, that's great. Yes, they got married on skis. <laughs> Don't you think she, she probably has, like, did? like a ski like, wedding um, dress on. She's like, she's like, <laughs> yeah, it was a happy day, huh? Till I tried to throw the bouquet and slid halfway down the mountain before anyone could catch me or it. <laughs> what about like, what about like a glass menagerie at Pasadena Playhouse, like '95? I don't even think she would get cast in it. I wonder. I don't think she has the chops. I don't no, think she. No, but that's the kind of people who it. get LA theater. I don't think she'd be interested in doing it. Valerie well, there's cherishes. No, there's no jokes. I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I but, think she wanted to keep her chops going a little bit. I'm sure that she. I like, think. I think. Did well, a, we know. Well, we know that she did guest TV roles. I think Pasadena Remember? Playhouse is right on. Well, that's in season two. No, isn't that in season no, one? When they show that's her after. That's what she did with her notoriety from oh, the comeback. That's from the, oh, comeback. Oh, that yeah, but in season one, we don't like putting. But she met Mark. She became a stepmom. We know to that Mark, Mark has never seen her in this actress mode prior to season one of the company. Right. So it seems like she really did take a lot of time off. Yeah. She orders food for him. She doesn't That's cook, my favorite she... thing. When she's like, well, let's make some dinner. Yeah. And then dinner. she opens a drawer. Just a gorgeous book of like ordering, like <laughs> delivery. Oh, I'm going to make some dinner for my man. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. One beautiful tossed salad with freshly grilled chicken. 
Thank you. Well, my pleasure, treasure. There you go. La Scala, you know. <laughs> Cut it really small, like the salad of La Scala. Yes. What's the matter? What's wrong? Could you cut it up? Of course. Yeah, sure can. That's for me. <clears throat> well, smaller, like uh, like the chopped salad at La Scala. So good. It's um, also so sad too. Like it's all so art of you know artificial. Even that part of like her life. Well, is... that's another thing about the comeback. I was so this. You know, it happened. I I was in college. I, were you guys, oh yeah, whatever. your origin of watching it. What, sure. Yeah. Well, I watched it with my mom, like in between, you know, like sophomore and junior year. I think of college, two thousand five. Did you like mm-hmm. binge it? Did it you was watch summer. the whole thing or what? Well, it wasn't bingeable then. I mean, I watched it live. I Whoa, really did watch right. it live. Okay. And I mean, I was obsessed. There, there was also. I, I, I think I remember Lisa say something, saying something about how HBO was like, okay, we don't get this, but like, sure, we'll air it because you're you and he's Michael Patrick King, so sure. So I don't remember there being any kind of promo for it. I think it was kind of this weird thing where it was like, wait, this. This is Lisa Kudrow. Why is no one talking about this show? Because well, it got, Do you remember that? It got met, met yeah. with mixed reviews. Right. Like, people kind of lukewarm but on it. There were no I bus think ads. HBO got lukewarm on it. I kind of, it felt like almost this covered up thing. It felt like this thing. Well, that I mean, one thing I read about. too is that they, they thought that not enough of America could connect right. with this weird, very. But it feels like they didn't put struggle. a lot of power behind it in terms no. of well, promo. Well, you know what else I think is that I think we all... I mean, I, did, I never watched Friends and I was never really a fan of Friends. I'm I Seinfeld. Mean, she was my favorite on that Friends. Yeah, of course. She was kooky and weird and just unusual and everyone else was just so bland to me. But I think we were maybe all kind of burned out by them. Mm-hmm. And I think Do it's, you think? I don't but, know. There, on, it was think of the time. U.S. They, I mean, like, if there was one thing going for the comeback, it was the fact that this bitch was from I know, but look at everyone else. No one she else did got it. The, Joey didn't did do it first, good. Yeah, you're right. She did have the first one out. You yeah, know what's I the don't thing, remember though, that moment. When you have a prize, when you're in something and everyone kind of wants you to just do that, it's kind of hard for people to want to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, see you that's do what, something They else. thought that it was going to be Phoebe Buffay in Sex and the City. Yeah. With this... You know, it was like, oh, I can't wait. It's and Phoebe it's in the city. It's fucking dark. It's so dark. <laughs> it is so dark. I mean, it, it's I not always, Phoebe in Sex and the City. I'll I always say, and I feel like such a fucking pretentious asshole when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's the closest thing I've ever seen to check off on television. It is. Because that line between like tragic and comic is just. It's so existential. And it goes right in between. It really gives you a second to kind of contemplate what just happened. You're like, fuck. There's, yeah. There are these moments of breath. Yeah. And people just doing the same awful things to themselves and walking into the exact same trap over and over and over again. Right. Repeatedly. Right. It's And they don't she doesn't learn. That's I don't know it. why I think she this is my learn. second or third. Even at the last min- instant of the whole series, she's still like, Well, do you know me? <laughs> like we know that she's still Valerie. Yeah. Well, it's also, isn't it the hunger? I mean, still it's like does it ever go away? That doesn't go away. And that, and that, and, and once you get some of it, like that's, you know, and clearly also, this is what she's been wanting for all of her life. Like, and I also do think she wants to be good. I think there is a, like, I, I think there is a sense that she always wants to be She good. is so much good. She has too much goodness in her to be good at the Hollywood thing. She's not really good at being fake. She's not good at climbing. She's not good at. But don't you think she is fake? Yeah, I think that, yes. I just don't think she's very good at it because she's ultimately a really good person and she's not great at lying. That's another good question of what she was doing in between because there really isn't that much to her. It's like we're finding her at a moment in her life when she would do anything for that spotlight again and there's nothing backing it up other than, 
yeah, I want it because what? Of course I want it. Like, if you asked her why she wanted it, she would, like, kind of frown at you and be like, what? what? It's like when she realizes Doesn't everybody? That, that Pauly G and Tom both have Emmys. Reality show. I know a lot of writers are upset because reality shows are putting them out of work. Is that what it is? Well, I don't think he's uh, worried about that. He had an Emmy when he was, like, 22. Oh, he has an Emmy? Yeah. Well, we both do. Yeah, we won it for our uh, first Simpson script. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I did, I'm surrounded by Emmys. I didn't even know. When Jane says, my Oscar means nothing, and she's like, what are you talking about? It's an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. She just, she doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, she just, it's so, she's such a creature of Hollywood. Right. She's been completely created by Oh, this that's industry. another thing. So I had never been to L.A. when this, you know, started went in 2005 and it really started my kink for the west side of Los Angeles. I mean, it's just so specifically Brentwood. It's Brentwood. It's the Palisades. It's Santa Monica. Fucking Satan Monica is like so Did you say Satan Monica? Well, that's what it really is called. Uh, we love Santa Monica. Sponsor this podcast. I'm obsessed with Santa Monica. The city. What if the city of Santa Monica sponsored this podcast? They give you guys some money, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not passing in a playhouse to give us. I'm, <laughs> honey, I'm on the east side. I'm literally like four blocks away from Pasadena. If we could do all of our sessions Listen, like on the stage. We learned that the east side of LA is where you get fucking hitmen in the bodyguard, okay? Oh, yeah. Are they on the east side? You know how, like, Whitney's, you know, trying to get off by her sister in the end in the bodyguard? No, Remember I've that? Never seen her sister, it. like, plots oh. the murder. And she's like, Who plays her sister? And some woman. Yeah. And she's, like, tearfully, like, I went to a bar on the east side of LA. <laughs> That's great. Okay, I got, just got out of my car. Did you notice that everybody in Highland Park looks like Amy Klobuchar? <laughs> Have you ever huh. thought that? The Ooh, Clobo army is here. So many clo- clubs. There's club, club momentum. I've been invoking Amy Klobuchar, haven't I? I've been, I've been like, I'm using my Amy Klobuchar energy right I'm now. I'm feeling Klob- 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 Sometimes energy you need to you. use your big Amy energy to like dominate people, to like tell cold. people what you need. Life is hard. <laughs> to cut um, love out of your heart. So, but what I think is so fun when you started heart surgery. this, when I think a lot of people totally have forgotten, and when I talk about this, they kind of, they kind of are, they kind of remember the facts, but it's actually that. In 2005, the reality shows that we were really only had, we did have real world, but it was mostly fear factors, mostly survivor. It was, mm-hmm. it was competition shows. We didn't have the endless stream of Bravo. This predated that. Mm-hmm. I know. We so didn't have Real Housewives. It was we didn't have Real prescient. Housewives. It was very prescient. And so I, I mean, think... I mean, real world this... even felt kind of more nutritious in a way. It, didn't, it wasn't that thing of like... You know, a fucking survivor. It wasn't empty calories like that. It kind of felt like the psychological study. So watching this, we, we didn't really know what, it, you know, I feel like she predates that in the way. And that's why she's like talking the whole time to the camera, trying to really direct it. Yeah. And not, you know, and, and thinking that she has some, she always wants to have some power or control over her life. Jane, um, <clears throat> this might be a good moment for a personal video diary. Should I just run in the bathroom, knock that out? She's waiting for a ride. Yeah, she'll be fine. Won't take five. Really feeling it. Why don't we just head downstairs and we can just get it OTF? What's OTF? On the fly. Great. Okay. Mickey, will you grab my purse, dear? We're going to get this OTF. Well, today is a day that I've been working toward for a very, very long time. Uh, Francesca and I are starting to bond. And we're crossing from stepmom to friend. I'm sorry, Jane... I think we could we switch so I'm looking up at camera. I think it'll be a better angle. That's all. Yeah, let's switch it out. Okay. That's too close. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, 
today's a day that I've been working toward for a very long time. Francesca and I are finally starting to bond. Maybe you just stay there and I... Um, well, today's a day that I've been working toward for a very long time. Francesca and I are finally starting to bond. Uh, crossing from stepmom to friend. And it should, on, the, on the fly, it's moving, right? I can't just be standing. Let's start at the top, then. That is interesting to go back and remem like remember the way they're kind of skewering reality shows when they have the upfronts in season yeah. one and they're showing the other shows on the network. Every other show on the network is a reality show that right. they introduce. That's also humiliating. Up first, it's a whole new reality on the net. Life is full of hard knocks. Marriage can be even harder. So... How about it, newlyweds? Are you ready to take some knocks? Awesome. Let's see what you're going to be hitting with. A pipe, a shovel, and a board. Mondays at 9. Get ready for Take That. 100,000 for the torso. 200 for the head. The head! I, I can't. I mean, it's just so embarrassing. The one with the, the and couples just board. hitting each other with, with shovels. The porn stars. Shovels. <laughs> the porn stars. porn stars. And Thursday night is hotter than ever with the search for America's next great porn star. Mommy, I almost forgot Mr. Wiggler. Oh, hell yeah. You're so Hi, I'm Kit Dennehy, a single mom from Rancho Mirage, California. And I really want to be America's next great porn star. Do so I have to like run a marathon and then like you know spit, spit out creme fraiche oh, into a it's bucket? Creme fraiche. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one of my Fucking favorite things in that fresh. episode. One of my favorite things is when Valerie just pays for shit. When she like is confronted with a problem, she'll be, I've got I, it. I, I'll pay for it. Like when Mickey, Mickey doesn't have has a, to go first class. first class seat. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I have Miss Cherish. Nothing for Mr. Dean. You don't have a seat for. Jane, um, why don't we have a seat for Mickey? Oh, that's not us. It's the sitcom. Well, I can't. I can't go without Mickey. Have to have Mickey. I, I, all right. I need to get him a seat on this plane to New York. This is so the amazing race. Will that be first class as well? Um, I have two seats and coach. Nothing in business. Wow. Just first class, no business, huh? Forty-five hundred. Round trip. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's have a treat. There you go. Someone will reimburse me. Don't worry about it. One of the shows, I'm sure. Right, Jane? They put us in coach. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Figure it out. What does her husband Mark do? Well, he's a lawyer. Or, and they also have real estate, litigator. remember? Season and they have real two? estate. Yeah, Again, they have. Clueless. Daddy's yeah. litig litigator. That's yeah. the best kind they, of lawyer. I own a building. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, oh, that's another thing that I relate to Valerie so much about. So Owning on her, buildings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Owning no, real so estate. Her, so on her way to the audition for Room and Board, she's like kind of showing Mickey how important the character is. She's like... Is this a cute sitcom? Does it have a shot? Oh, it's a wonderful script. It's four sexy singles living in a condo. It's called Room and Board, B-O-R-E-D. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> you know, Jane, this camera, the angle feels kind of low. Oh, you it's know. fine. Well. What about your character? Is she in every show? Oh, yeah. No, Lainey's one of the four. 
Yeah, she's the smart one, slightly older. She's an architect. Her name's on the lease, so... Well, I pray you, know. you get this sitcom because oh. I'm two years from retiring and I need those health benefits. Yeah. They found two more questionable melanomas. Oh. But don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, Thanks here we too. are. I'm sorry, darling. Just put a pin in that. Her name's on the lease, so... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, whenever I've... And that's... So I did a lot... I've done a lot of, like, multicams. I did, like, a multicam pilot when I first got to L.A. and I did another multicam pilot the year after. And obviously, every single moment is the comeback. I feel like I'm in the comeback. It's so spot on. It's exactly everything I experience is from the comeback. I'm like, what? How did I get in the comeback? But every time I'm like feeling like I don't belong there or like I, I, like I, I, don't, I have no place, I'm like, her name's on the lease. It's okay. You know, I'm always like, my name's on the lease. So. When they retool, when they retool in season one, oh, so, so the thing, it, they, they tell everyone that they're living in different apartments in the building. She goes, oh, another unit. Wow. Aunt Sassy's a land baron. Who knew? <laughs> it's so desperate. It's so desperate. We, it's so we desperate. Clinging on. on. We see her holding on to that desperation and we see the subtle humiliations that happen. That and this is a very desperate art form. So this is like, you know, quintessential the American art form the, the multicam sitcom mm-hmm. which i find so interesting it's like it's like jazz you know it's, it's an american art form it really is but, but it's also it's not like just theater it is it's, it's also, vaudeville it's like yeah it's so it, there's no way that it, it it has transcended and come into the new millennium like it's it's still the old thing but it's i stuck. think with like theater mostly you know you the plays a lot of times plays written and then your cast right like mm-hmm. the guy character's not going to go away in a sitcom they could be like hey this doesn't work like you were the lead in this but it was like a romantic comedy valerie shows up on day one and she thinks that she's the lead of the sitcom and then you think about these creators of the show who have emmys for the simpsons they're supposed to they're supposed to be in their 30s (laughs) thank that's so sweet you girls are you in the uh wet t-shirt contest scene then no, we're your roommates. <laughs> wow. Hey, everybody, take your oh, seat and okay. get started. I'm going to find my Principles seat. Principals are okay, all okay. on this side. Wet t-shirt girls are down there. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Um, they were supposed to be in their 30s. Yeah, them. the network went a little younger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They're supposed to be in their 30s. <laughs> so that's really how it goes. <laughs> Yes. I mean, people are fired on a, day, a day-to-day basis. It's really just... I think it's... The only reason she wasn't fired from the show was that the network told her... Had them this comeback Had series. the reality show in conjunction with the sitcom. And so she's foisted on... They wanted her gone. She's foisted on the creator named Pauly G, who, catch this, so I'm out here in L.A., and I go to have coffee at Broom Street, whatever the fuck. Oh, house. yeah, Silver Lake. Fucking Silver Lake the other day with our friend Satya. And as we're leaving, who do I pass going in? No, Lance Pauly G. You did fucking not. I did. And I looked look at him and I went, he looks exactly like And Paul now Lance Barber is an actor who's like, he does multicam. I mean, he's, I don't know if he does multicams, but he's been on some network comedies. Oh, wait, speaking of multicams, though, this is a thought I just had when you were telling us that. It's like, not only did she just get off Friends, but she's making a show that is basically skewering the type of thing that Friends was. Yes, although, of course, she says it has nothing to do with Friends. Lisa Kudrow in public is like, this has nothing to do with my experience on Friends, just so everybody knows. But, it's right, all, but, but it, it also still shows... feels like she's making fun of the thing that we just gave her a billion dollars Yeah, which is, for. which is like the right. multicam, laugh-tracky so sitcom. And she, and it, she makes that, the whole thing, which is like, you know, you're watching it and it's innocuous and it seems vaguely warm and family-friendly. She takes you behind the scenes and says, how 
dark and It's almost so like she's turning to us and being like, it was all a lie. It was, well, or that the experience of doing what I just did, what I just did for like the past years of my life, actually has a soulless, yeah. sick component I to it. I can see why people would feel like, why the fuck? This is a slap in the face. I'm obsessed with Phoebe Buffett. Also, you know, there's so many things that people were not ready for, and I do not think the world was, the world clearly wasn't ready for that. And it was the gay boys that were like, oh, hold up a minute. Yeah. We are ready for it. It's also like... It, I said this, I don't know, or last year or something. It's like the first Me Too show. Wow. This When she shows up at that writer's room and they're fake raping her on the writing Something table, that Michael Patrick King has said is documentary. That's something that he has witnessed and basically transcribed for the show. That's yeah. real. And she that like really arrives happens. to like deliver them late night cookies because she's constantly trying to be like, Isn't this fun? Like a secret mission. <laughs> It's always fun to reward people for their hard work, show them you appreciate them, and then they in turn appreciate you. And the wheel goes round. Karma. Oh, this is it, Jane. It's this room with the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should get this. What are they up to? <laughs> oh, dear. It's supposed to be you. Wow, look at him go. Oh my god, oh my god. Well, the transgressions against her are so deep and hurtful, but they just go as if nothing happened. It's like in public, in front of everybody. We've got a mission. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. Hi, fresh cookies, homemade. Little late night treat. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're welcome. No, thank you for all your hard work. <laughs> yeah. Tom and Milo, Polly, Zach, Gigi, Arthur. All right, I'm going to sneak out, okay, and let you get back to your work. Yeah. Plugging away. Oh. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to talk about what you just saw? Um, In the writer's room? Yeah. Uh, Jane, that was nothing. Really was. Just, you know, writers blowing off steam. You know. So you don't take that personally? Oh, please. No. No, it's a comedy show. You know, that's, you know, part of the creative process. So, yeah. So you don't see that as a personal attack? <laughs> Jane, you really have to lighten up, okay? Attack of what? Attack of the giggles? <laughs> Got me. No. No, no, no. It's late. We should all go home, I think. Okay, everyone drive. Drive safe. We're all going home, so go back to your home. Wherever. You're supposed to be fucking her, right? But are they kind of subtle too? They are so They're, subtle. They just keep they just keep slapping her in the face, and she just keeps trying to rise above that because that's what you have to do, or you don't have a job, 
or you're right. not doing the thing that you want to do. You know, like you have these these. And she wants nothing more than power. to work. She she she's somebody who likes to work. She's an actor who likes to work. Mm-hmm. God, we're not even talking about our. We got to get into some of this stuff. Here. And okay. can I just say also, as somebody who like as a as a gay man, what you were saying, like it's it just hits home so hard the feeling of like that she's betraying herself every day to like be loved. You know that she's that she'll do anything to be loved, and then for her to redeem herself halfway through season one by confronting Polly G on on her like on his voicemail. Oh, I can't find him. I want to call Polly G. I'll do it. Okay. Look under F for fatty. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's ringing. Oh. This is Polly G. This is Valerie, Valerie Cherish. And word on the street is that you had a party. Fatty had a party. Fatty had a party and nobody came. Oh, no, 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 no. Problem is that everybody came and I wasn't invited. And that hurts my feelings, okay? And you need to know that because I'm not going to keep it inside and get cancer. It was That was like my... I, I haven't seen party. Game of Thrones. <laughs> no for a party and, and no nobody came. came. No, but the sad thing is everybody came and I wasn't invited. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. Yeah. It felt, I, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but it feels like the Red Wedding or something. Like just a mm-hmm. moment that's so cathartic in a TV show where I, I sobbed. There's another moment in that episode when she's writing back... It goes back to her paying for shit... All she wants to do is listen to some fucking music on her way to Palm Springs. They were like, you can't put in that Cheap music. Trick. We can't pay for it. And then they get back in the car to just drive back. She's super fucking hungover. And she gets her CD book out to put her CD in. We can't play music. We, we can't afford it. <clears throat> I'll pay. It's on me. And then the guy from the Navigator, because they're driving this Lincoln Navigator that they've given her for the show. How about the quality of those Navigator cinema quality? I swear to God, I will pull over and put you out onto the side of the road. She and still has her sunglasses on because she's hungover from the night it's before. It's her first kind of crack where she shows that real rage yeah. that we're really going to see in the next season and we're going to see towards the end of this well, season. Well, it felt like a turning point. It felt like finally she had st- stood up for herself and you know, unfortunately, she then has a setback. It's not. It's not. It doesn't change everything. She's still Valerie. You know, well, it's she's like still all of desperate. us. We keep playing the same, our same part over and over and over again. It's yeah. like, I mean, not to again sound like a wanker, but it's like the three sisters are waiting for Godot. Like, let's go, let's go. They do not move. Yeah. Nothing changes. Like to be or not to be. Like these great tragedies in our history. Well, that's it's life, like right? you don't actually ever change. You keep talking about how you're going to change and you don't. I know she keeps saying this in the second season, but does she always, does she, keep, does she say it a lot in the first season with, is the film crew, are they with HBO? Doesn't does she keep saying it really is? It really isn't TV. That's just a season two thing. <laughs> oh, okay, because it's my favorite thing. Well, it really no, it's is. not TV. It's, well, do they still say that? It really isn't TV. It really isn't TV. Okay, let's break this down. Okay, because there's also yes, let's a get, whole bunch of other great characters aside. And let's from get that. through. Okay, so so basically, what happens is she gets remembered, and then she also gets this documentary that follows her around all the time with like one of the greatest, subtlest roles. I, 
and change. Hands down, you know, both Nick and I were watching this and we said the exact same thing when we met each other was, I think this is one of the most perfect works I've ever seen. Same. Like, I, I mean, it feels like, yeah, it feels like a Bible. It feels like every moment is so true and honest to the next step that's happening. And, to, and, the, and, 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 and you feel like it is like they're just kind of moving through. And Lisa Kudrow was like, actually, no, we wrote we wrote it down to the O's. Yes, yes. She is. She fucking scripted every um and O, which is it's so incredible. But when you think about it, who could have written the Valerie Cherish's lines other than the person who created Valerie Cherish? Mm-hmm. But you know, like uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, like oh, it's so okay. So, so who do we have? So we have on the film crew. We have our Jane. Jane. Let's I, talk about Jane, played by Laura Silverman, Sarah Silverman's sister. I feel like you see all the emotion in the show can be. It's like you can feel it in her eyes. There's sort mm-hmm. of a hauntedness to Jane's eyes. She knows exactly what's happening at every moment. She's the audience. She's us. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. I'm tasting the rainbow right now. I've Can become, I taste the rainbow? I've been obsessed with Skittles lately. That's bizarre. Skittles, been, please sponsor you know, us. You've been a good boy. I have been a good boy. I was going to bring you I've guys... I've had a, that for like a week and a half. I wanted, I wanted to bring some Nerds Rope because I've really been on those. Really? It's too much inflammation. Sponsor but, us. Um, I'm going to get another one. You need what? I'm going to get another abscess. Oh, <laughs> No, I thought. Okay, but Jane, cut that, cut that. Jane, Jane, got Jane, cut it. Jane, and I'm an abscess. Jane, Jane, um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna be able to use this. It's it's all raw footage. We're not gonna use it all. That's right. Okay. Can't you, can't, someone else did. Can't use that. I put it on my Instagram. That. I just had a fistulotomy. It's public knowledge. Jane, Jane, I don't smoke. <laughs> I don't, Jane, I don't smoke on camera. It. Can't use that. I it's don't so smoke. sexy when Val is smoking, chain smoking furiously. Smoke. Isn't it kind of hot? I love uh, it. But oh. it's also so desperate too. Everything is just like that's the last thing she can do. But Jane it's, is uh, us. She like they just will catch her like a little bit on the side, and she expresses the horror that we're all feeling. Yeah. Also, the horror of watching, not just a horror of what's happening to Valerie, but Valerie's response to it. Like, the desperation. Like, you just see Jane kind of almost, like, taken aback at the level that Valerie's going to keep rising to yes. mm-hmm. as, like, people keep slamming her. Although, Jane with, is also revealed to be pretty cutthroat herself. I mean, she's going to get the shot. But then, yeah. And she doesn't really care if Valerie humiliates herself because she's done her, that means she's done her job. And you know? did anyone watch that? Did anyone watch, um, it was called Unreal a couple of years ago on Lifetime? I no, really but I heard it. it was great. It was great. Is that Shades of Comeback? Um, did you watch it? No. It, it will, yeah, it's completely shades. Well, it's completely because it's I love like, that actress. Can, what's her name? Candace something? Apple, Apple Bottom. Sherry Appleby Shiri from Roswell? Appleby? No. I'm sure Oh, the she's other one. Show. Candace, yes. Candace Payne or so. No, it's not that. Constance Zimmer. Yes. She's That's amazing. her name and she's fucking great on Yeah, it. so it's Constance Zimmer and um, Sherry Apple. Applebee. Applebee and Jeffrey Bauer Chapman, yeah. who I did a pilot with once, and he's super oh my God. And so they show, so they re- that show just really focuses on the um, mechanics that move behind it, and kind of all of the choices that they have to make to be to to be horrible to create the drama. I mean, we all, and I bet many people listen to this, watch The Housewives. They ply that liquor on, and they force them on, always on a thank trip. God on a they plane. Thank God they thank do. Thank you. Force them in small rooms and go, go now. Go now. Go have turtle time. Or and Unreal was written by a producer of, of not a housewife show, but some, oh, Bachelor. The right? Bachelor. And so I feel like this is like kind of, yeah, this Which is the we've prototype. Just into. Prototype of seeing Jane being like, I'm at once a human, and I know that this is really bad, but also this is what 
is going to make people watch. Oh yeah, she doesn't give a fuck about Valerie. And maybe it's also herself. okay. Maybe it's okay to document. It's okay to document misogyny. Yeah, you know. I don't but know. it's also that element of like sure. Valerie. You signed. This is what you signed up yes. for. Like, did you read the like? Well, but Valerie wants it to be like like a home and gardens tour. Right. So Valerie wants, she wants it, it to, to be, be like, like her red book. Hello, color. hello, hello. Come on into my beautiful. Well, hello, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> Come on. And she my... thinks that Jane is complicit in that and helping her. Right. And what she and that... learns is that she's not. Right. And Jane goes on a journey as well because there's a moment near the end of the first season when you, Jane is reflected in in a mirror or something, and you suddenly see the pain going through her and mm-hmm. of what because of what she's done to Valerie. Do you remember this moment? Well, yeah. Also, and know, it fucking yeah. killed me yeah. because you realize that she's like having a change of heart. Well, and also near the end, I think probably because she's starting to see what the edits are, what are that what the she knows what's coming out. Happen. She knows what's happening. She starts pulling out. Remember, yeah. she, Jane's nowhere Jane? around. Where's Jane? I don't. I don't want. What did you say? I don't want that strange. There's a strange man interviewing <laughs> that strange, me. This strange sound. The sound guy. Jane and I don't don't like that sound guy. No, no, no. There was there's a, a hum. Was, also, when she was doing the, getting the interview, and she, she was Mickey, she's like, "There's a strange man interviewing me." And he's like, "Oh, John, he's always here for." <laughs> okay, we're let's the talk scenes. about let's talk about Mickey, one of the greatest performances ever on wow. television. I can't believe we haven't talked so about Jane Mickey. and Robert Mickey. Michael Morris. Jane Robert and Michael Mickey brings so much heart. Rest in goddamn peace. Love like, him so much. Jane brings the truth. He brings a heart, right? The love. God, oh. you're right. So the, his, her, He's the long, her long time. <laughs> yes, get it, get it, Rainbow Girl. <laughs> her long time hairstylist <laughs> is Mickey Dean. Mickey Dean is her hairstylist. He's the he's the one person who really validates and like says that Valerie's okay, that she's doing the right thing, right? And truly Always. like loves her and treats her like a star. And we are Mickey as well, right? We just kind of give our divas that in life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I always have my whole life. My, my whole life has been just devoted to the girls in my life well, and showing them that they're doing a great job. Ouch! <laughs> Ding well, dong, Avon calling! What? I'm Ding sorry. dong, Avon calling! Oh, <laughs> very good. This is Mickey. He's funny. <laughs> I'm great. I close up, Mr. DeMille. <laughs> Mickey was my hairdresser on I Knit. Now, Robert Michael Morris was... Um, an acting teacher to Michael, Michael Patrick King when he was a kid. Really? Yeah. He wrote wow. that role with him in mind, even though they still had him audition. Yeah, that he, they did. Me. They wrote that for him, and they wrote Jane for Laura Silverman. Wow! 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 Yeah. Wow! Wow! And he—I don't think he had really done any professional acting prior to the show. He, so, yeah. Mickey's the psychic of all sidekicks, right? He is. <laughs> like. He's always there to like kind of fluff her up, but I always I think you get glimpses of other jobs he's had. I think he did somebody for a, a, like the TV Land Awards, did somebody's hair for the TV Land mm-hmm. Awards. But I think Valerie's his most consistent paycheck. Gag. Mickey yeah. was my hairdresser on I Knit. So. Ninety-seven episodes of Bliss, <laughs> and that's a lot of curling iron action. Bright red. Ouch! And she's not kidding. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, whenever I have, you know, a big event or an important audition, like today, Mickey is over here like a flash. So what was he doing when she wasn't working, do you think? Oh, he... I mean, coming over there every day to do her hair in case there was... For an event, you know. For an event, for an audition. To go out with with, um, Marky Mark's co-workers. Marky Mark Lovebug. Yeah. I bet he did Marky Mark's hair. I'm sure he has. Maybe he did. I mean, you can tell that... Francesca? You can tell that they're close, though. Francesca. By fucking Francesca. When she... I recently worked with that actress. No, really? Vanessa Morano. She's so incredible. She is like a real L.A. fixture. I mean, she is older than she looks, but, well, I shouldn't say that about her. But... <laughs> <laughs> I just that. mean that because she still looks like she's 11 years old. Right. I mean... She's... I miss Francesca. Why isn't she in season two? 
That's a good question. I wonder. I think it just didn't work out with the storyline. She was probably story. off at college or something. Season? But she was so incredible in this multicam pilot I did. I mean, she is Oh, just she did that pilot with you? One of them. She's just in a, a brilliant multicam actress who like... Or just comedy in general. She's just a fucking machine. She's she's flawless, and she lives in the valley. You know, she's just like a real. She's what she's like a Valerie. She's just like somebody who's been around and knows what she's doing. Who's made of work? Who's bought a house? Who has a nest egg? Yeah, her sister's a Disney star. Randomly, you know. Wow. Um. Yeah, because Valerie couldn't afford that Brentwood place without Mark. Um. After it. Oh my God! No, of course not. I don't think Valerie is like a self-sufficient woman. No. Right. my my opinion on all of that and if we're getting in the weeds is that I think like she has helped Mark somehow in business dealings maybe like I think they're a team money. yeah they're a team I think there is something about I do love that, okay let's talk about Marky Mark love bug they have shared finances her husband is so supportive actually and lovely he's great although I, it really sticks in my mind that he never saw her in acting mode until season until one of the comeback like so I, I really is curious to, I'm curious to think about their lives like he does love her though and thinks she's genuinely funny yeah like when she comes he's back he's a huge fan of her work and starts doing she starts doing her impersonation of the beady beady boys <laughs> and the other one goes beady 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 that sounds funny oh yeah oh it is they do it as funny as you well different but yeah yeah do it again <laughs> beady beady but 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 beady beady. Saying so everything worked out for the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, yeah, because I'm unaltered. He just dies. He's like, he's like, it's funny or obsessed. Do, it. <laughs> do they do it that good? I mean, when he's watching her at the, you know, tapings, tapings he's just riveted, truly. <sighs> and think of their first date. I mean, he was fucking starstruck. Here's this, the star of I'm It, you right. know, from the 80s. Sorry, I know we're talking about Marky Mark, but when she does the Woody, her Woody Allen. <gasps> and her then, impersonations are so good. Uh, but, 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 but what are you going to do? And then calls it Jane. Okay. I'm sorry, Jane. I'm sorry. I just can't risk any surprises. Not today. <laughs> no surprises. <laughs> today. Is that your Woody Allen? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you and got it. it. <laughs> just... And it just rips you because you're just like, God, it's kind of like I'm having a conversation with yourself and all of these people live inside of me. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Because I feel like I, I, do, I am stupid like her. I am, I am sarcastic like Jane. I have mm. some hope and, and full faggotry like Mickey. Obviously. We are Mickey as well, of course. Obviously. <laughs> Mickey. But like, so. Um, you know, I have a friend. Yeah. I, I, I dated a guy recently who was a companion to Robert Michael Morris in, in some later years of his life. Oh, and wow. Accompanied him to some award shows and said that he was just the best, sweetest guy that they never really, I don't know if they like ever had a sexual aspect to their relationship, but I think they were just like really good friends. And, you know, he would like go and sit at the comeback table at award shows and stuff. He was just, oh. it's like something that happens to you when you live in West Hollywood, I guess. You That's become so friends beautiful. with Robert Michael Morris. Okay, I can't believe we haven't even talked about this. The pilot for season one is one of the most perfect artifacts of television ever. It's so crazy to see it now. You really, it looks like it's on a VHS. It's so antiquated. It's so antiquated, but it has our two favorite, most memeable things that ever happened with the the internet. The first of which being... Well, I got it. (laughs) Uh, Valerie? Yeah. Could you do it again? Sure, yeah. Was there a technical No, no, something? I just, um, I think it could be a little bigger. You know, more excited. Can do. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Well, I got it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I, sorry. Yeah. I, um, 
just the whole comeback is about how excited you are. Mm -hmm. Well, I am excited. Right, but they, yeah. they didn't let us film them actually telling you, so so this needs to be the big event. Right, okay, sure, I gotcha. Okay. Okay, ready? Okay. <clears throat> well, I got it. <laughs> and I could, thought it would... Could you do it again? <clears throat> um, you know, Jane, I'm sorry, I just, I, um, I don't want to look like an idiot, you know, and this is supposed to be reality. Yeah, well, I just think that your reality could be more excited. Just one more, just just for safety. Fine. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Bigger. Okay, you know what, Jane, you and I have to talk. Can you turn the cameras off, please? No. Then I'm done. Okay, with this part, okay? Because I can't, I have a table read, and, you know. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. Well, I got it! All right, you can't use that, okay? That was a crazy person, and you cannot use it. And I need to know that I'm being heard. Okay, okay, we're done. Good, thank you. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> no, I, we gotta go, we gotta do that again. It's partly the editing, the brilliant editing of going from her audition to, well, I got it. It's like, it, oh my God. And then Jane wanting her to do it again from with more excitement and her just not understanding that to, to manipulate herself, you know, because she just wants to present her version of herself. Right, yes. Not anyone else's version. And then, of course... That's sort of the whole show, right? Right. In microcosm. Yes, I, that one line, that one scene is yeah. a microcosm of the whole show. Right. And, and Jane's like, can you just say... Well, Jane, no. She gets so mad, and then that's the other iconic line, I need to know I'm being heard. I in the same know, scene. Which we were talking about. It's a treasure trove. This was all in episode one? Which, yeah. yeah. I know. Because Jane's like, that's not good for that's not good for the camera. Right. You're just being like, well, like... And she says, well, I don't want to sound, sound fake. So she has this idea oh, of being yes. real. Which is such a thing in acting in Hollywood. Like, whoever you're around, being like, I want to... And like, some people think being real... It's just talking like this and not having right. any emotions. Like some people think that that's acting, mm -hmm. real acting. People who grew up on CW shows, right? And they think that they can do, and that that's real. Mm -hmm. And then there, you know, people who come from the theater think what they're doing is too much. And so she's like in her reality show trying to be real because it's reality, but she's taking that as some like Marlon Brando. She also thing. is constantly remember like the, the the boys from Room and Board like will jump in the camera and kind of act goofy, which is how they are. And she says, "No, this is real life." Don't perform for the camera. Right. And then, but then the best part is that, that um, Lisa Kudrow keeps doing with that is she says that and then she has that next moment where she just catches herself telling people to be real for the camera. Right. Which you can't see real. it in herself. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, she just directed it and then she's like, she always has those, you always see three more steps in the line that she, you know, like she does the line and then she has three more ideas about right. what, what you that see, was. You see her do it in her own way. You see her be undercut by real life happening, which she can't avoid. Mm -hmm. And then you see her look at the camera being like, fuck, I, real life just intervened. How am I going to spin this? So, yeah, it's like three levels to every single moment. And it brilliant? keeps happening. It keeps meta going meta, meta, meta. Every meta, single time. Like, oh, like, that's why it's so chilling because it's like, at first it's funny. And then... You you get like it's like an earthquake and you just keep getting you get like two more little. It is an earthquake. Yeah. Wait, it's like boom, boom. it's like this idea of reality television with another television show, but it's a television show. I mean, the idea that this should all be driving all of us insane. 
and we just watch it drive this one woman. There's that motif of everyone saying, madness. Valerie, how do you see with all these lights? And she yeah. looks at the camera like, well. And then if things don't get caught on the camera, it didn't happen to her. Right. It's like, well, oh yeah. If we, I mean, That's if, we, why it's if almost, we don't get it on camera. It's almost beside the point to think of what her life was before these cameras. She wasn't really living. There this wasn't is what she life. lives for. I mean, oh my God. She is like, she's, I mean, jumping to the end of this season, but she is fully Tinkerbell. When she is like, at the end of the season, when she's fully ready to quit the show, and she goes on Jay Leno, and they start applauding her with barf bags with her face on them. She's brought back to life. And she just starts dancing around. And she's completely brought back to life. I'm really interested in that moment because isn't it incredible that we don't know? We're so happy for her in that moment, right? But we also are so devastated because we know what's coming. And it's like you don't know whether to laugh or cry. It truly is one of the most – it's like it's bisected. Horror and like just love for her. Also, you're like, oh my god. This experience has been just nothing but... We've watched it be nothing but a nightmare. And then it gets edited and then she has to look, like, confront it. And they've just taken all of the worst things that she does not want to be. And made that the sitcom. Or made that the reality show. And then... And people loved it. And now she's getting invited to do another season. So we have to And to like, her oh, it's man. a triumph. Yeah, yeah. To her, she, just, she just gets to keep going. Which you mean she just gets to and like isn't continue that, on but, this hell? But isn't that? But isn't that? Our, isn't that lives, babes? Yeah, that is our lives. We just get to keep going with this this hell and degradation. That is, I was, I said, I, I was very prophetic in Palm Springs. Okay, honey, Were you? just like Valerie Chad. Well, I said something prophetic. <laughs> I think I was saying. And let me see if I even fucking remember it. I might not remember it. It was okay. I can't paraphrase what I said I think exactly, so. but I'm oh, yeah. I can only paraphrase it. Okay, because I don't know what it. It was probably very long and beautiful. Nick would know. Um, Nick? Uh, yeah, Nick? Yeah. No, 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 I remember. I'm just letting you, you do the, it. You say the Give thing. It to me. Um, no, that, I was just saying, like, isn't it so interesting the currency we have to give to live? The currency of ourselves that we have mm. to keep selling in this world oh, to keep God. surviving? Right. And just, like, the cost of it. It's not, it doesn't it. feel natural to have to give yourself to the world. Or just to, and constantly having to make those adjustments to being, like... And, it, and, and that's what you see in Valerie. It's like, okay, I have to like cut this slab of skin off yeah. to keep going. Yeah. And I just have to choose the slab. Wow. What is the slab going to be? Yeah. That's really interesting, particularly mm-hmm. that we haven't seen Valerie with Instagram. Right. Instagram is such, a, you know, it's fucking like large chunk of the pie chart of our day-to-day it lives. It's all before social media, right? Isn't that fucking mind-blowing? It's mind-blowing because There's a little bit of Twitter in season two, but no Instagram. Because we've already... Oh, oh she yeah. starts learning to she tweet. She starts learning to tweet. Because she but... chats with Andy. She's like, good tweet, Andy. And he says, thanks, Val. So to her, they're so in we've communication. Been, we've been in communication. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking. Uh, but she also... The other reality thing that they're skewing, which isn't reality TV, but the ca- the bed camera always makes me think of the paranormal activity universe. It's so paranormal activity. And that it's like... Then that like being an actress in Hollywood is a fucking horror movie. I know. I'm kind of. It's also horrific that they like. There's there's scene when they like are laughing about the camera and then they fully have sex and I'm like, do they turn off the camera? Like, do they just allow these kids editing it to watch them have sex? They go into the other room and you just hear. Oh. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, 
wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Oh, what? Is that little bathroom camera on? No, of course not. I turned it on. Oh. Would you? Would you Marky Mark? Would you get down on Marky Mark? Oh my god, absolutely. What, yeah. Are you kidding me? I think yeah. he's the hottest. I love his voice, his fucking deep bass baritone. Yeah. I was in an acting class with him once. Were Damien. you? Yeah. And I like was so nervous and I finally told him at the end of the acting class that I was obsessed with the comeback and he was like, oh, you know, you can tell that he gets it all the time from yeah. other faggots in his he, acting class. He volunteers like a lot with the union in New York. I see him at like... Does he really? Yeah, Labor Day parades. He's very active in the That's union. incredible. Very Apparently cool. he had like a small part in Sex and the City and that's how Michael Patrick King thought of him for... He or did. no, he, yeah, was he in Sex and the City? Again, if like this him. is all of our id, he also brings the, the, the genuine level of concern for her private life and the humiliations that she keeps enduring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the effect that he perceives is... Is genuinely having on her. He's like, if you keep selling this, your life for this fame, like, what are we giving up? Like, I bruised my body in the bathroom to like be to be intimate with you. I know. Like, I don't. Why are we? Why? Why are we doing this? Why is it worth this? Like, if I can't talk to you, if I can't have like actual conversations about our lives, because we're because basically it's like kind of like that turns into this twenty four hour surveillance thing, which was again not quite around. This thing that, like, because you know, like, in every, if you watch any Bravo show, like, in Vanderpump Rules, they're always waking up out of their bed. Do you know what I mean? They're always starting the morning and, like, I need my coffee. You know, and it's like, there's a whole crew. Or their fake boudoir. Oh, gosh. Boudoir of the stars. You haven't seen the bodyguard, but Winnie Houston and her Mansi has a fake boudoir. It's fake? Yeah, Why is it fake? Because it it's for a magazine called... Called Boudoirs of the Stars. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And so, but she Wait, lives in a different bedroom. Bed. This is... Nick and I were like, what are we going to talk about for the bodyguard? But it stays with us, Mom. It's like an hour and a half long that episode. <laughs> a fake boudoir! She just has one. She just for, has for magazines. One. We're trying to tell you for a magazine shoot, that's what you do when you're famous. I'm sure fame. Mariah has that. Yeah. Oh, Mariah has several fake Please. boudoirs. Mariah Carey? She has, like, yeah. she has homes devoted to that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she has a whole... Oh, okay. I'm not going to do it in my actual like, resident. Um, oh, we have to, we have to talk about the one girl, is, the is one girl we are really for. Oh, I am really for Gigi. Gigi is unbelievable. The, I mean, the fucking episode, the fucking episode, I think it's like the 10th episode, when Gigi doesn't get to go to the People's Choice Awards, and she talks about how... Bane Gibby is an icon. I'm, I really wanted to go. It was the only thing that I was looking forward to. Uh-huh. I'm in that room with those guys who hate me all day. Well, I'm sure they don't hate you. Why would they hate you? They call me Aunt Sassy's bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I can't seem to stop eating. Have you noticed how bad I'm getting? I... Yeah. I haven't kissed anybody in, like, a year. And these awards were the only fun thing that I was looking forward to. And now I don't even get to go. I'm a writer on the show that's nominated. There's no fair. Well, here. Easy one. Take a nap in there. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the tickets are tight. 
Okay, it's the only way Mickey's going is because June is giving him her extra ticket. Even Mickey gets to go? <laughs> well, uh, let's think of something now, okay? Let's make, make a call no, to someone. you know what? I already tried everything. You did. Well, not everything. <laughs> not everything, okay? I've got two tickets. You can go with me. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Why not? Well, why not? Can be my date. All right? Oh, You're a writer you. on the show. You deserve to be at the awards. Done. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. <sighs> my pleasure. See? We don't have to cry anymore. I'm sorry. It's okay. Like an idiot. No, it's emotion. Writer. What, what does she call her? Uh, lady Rider. <laughs> lady Rider. Hey there, Lady Rider. I think Gigi, like, I'm not, I'm not I'm, I don't think I'm I relate Gigi, to her so much. But I would sit next to her. At, yeah. Like, she would be the girl that I, I, like, honestly, I'd be like, I want to sit next to her. She, she seems like she needs someone. I'm going to get some, like, real material from her. But it's incredible. Like, she gives it right out. Like, she would, just gives it. She, she voices all the fears that Val has that Val would never admit. She's like, they all hate me. And they're all making fun of me. And they're all, like, everything she says and all Val can do to respond is like, well, you're coming with me. You're going to be my date to the people. I know. There's something, about, there's something about, like, that's what we see in terms of Val having a female friendship. I mean, mm-hmm. we sort of see Jane, but, like, she's basically treats her like her employee. But, like, this is someone who she's like, well, you're fine. You're, oh, don't worry. You're okay. You know, like, like as Gigi is holding the rip in her gown. What do I do? You know what? I can't really think about that right <laughs> now. Also, Gigi pulls a me, which is binge eating while drinking a Diet Coke and then thinking it's okay. Well, Gigi, you know, has an issue with food. She just, I she mean, that's how she gets issue. through her When did last taping? <laughs> All right, folks, there's one more scene to go. Now remember, last time we saw Aunt Sassy, she was telling the kids not to let her into Juna's for cupcakes and quesadilla night. <laughs> All right, she's been on diet pills for weeks and still hasn't lost the weight. It's late night, June's gone to bed, the leftover goodies are in the fridge, and Aunt Sassy's hallucinating upstairs in a diet pill stupor. <laughs> All right, here we go. And Gigi's like standing at the monitor eating like an enormous thing of goldfish. But she has that, amazing taste in but doesn't But doesn't yes, it to me... Yes, she does. That was one of true Valerie Cherish's moments where it shows her real humanity in standing up for what's right was to take Gigi. Was to be like, I... That was an incredible, really valiant moment Really for, valiant. For Valerie. And, and also being like, I've been shit on too this whole time. Yeah. And like, I know what it's like to not have many chances. Because Gigi's like, this is the one thing that was going to bring me joy was to be able to do this thing like, I don't really know like it's going really bad I don't think I'm going to be although also I mean Gigi is so toxic right like she's like so depressed that she is about to implode and like it's almost another thing again it's strike against Valerie that she should maybe avoid this person (laughs) yeah but like she still gets so much validation from Gigi that like she's not gonna like let go of Gigi even though Gigi really should be maybe not she should be cast aside also in that episode one of my favorite lines ever is when I don't even know what it's apropos of. She turns to the camera and she goes, I've been working in, in TV for 20 years. I no longer feel anything. When is that? That is the ultimate expression <laughs> of this show. I know. There are like, all these... Now do you feel anything? <laughs> right. You know what she says at a certain point when she's doing one of those um, direct address to Jane's camera? She goes, I'm not just a real person. I'm also an actress. <laughs> <laughs> It okay. blows my mind. Um, so, so, her ideas of what being an actress means are so amazing. When she does have a moment too, she goes, "No, I am an artist, and I'm I'm an actress, and right. an actress is an actress is an artist." <laughs> and she's like, "Do you oh, think that Valerie Cherish is an artist?" I do. Yeah, yeah. Lisa Kudrow does not, though. You were saying. 
Yeah, she said somewhere that she doesn't think Valerie has any art in her, that she's purely there for the fame, which of course is true, but in what Valerie creates. I mean, think of her body of work, mm-hmm. you know? But also she's Valerie created seems some characters in her life. love to figure that out. Like, you know, really spends time on, 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 on a being... single line reading. I mean, my God, she's figuring out... I don't out, want to see that. Do I do it up? Do I do it down? Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that! <laughs> That's funny. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the way you do it, it's funny. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Note to self, after a long day at work, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Note to self. After a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Don't want to see that. Note to self. After a long day at work, I don't want to see that. Also, the cares. See also when you're doing something like that, when you're trying to figure something out and you keep going back to the fridge to get like that slice of cake. <laughs> it's so real. It's so it's real. That, that whole edit the of whole that, cake. boom, boom, boom. So, okay, we did Gigi, but we actually, are, are, her other big ally on the show was Juna. 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 What an interesting relationship that that was. Malin Ackerman is an amazing Incredible work from Malin. Incredible because she's so, you, you never hate her, but it's in those moments when they're together that Valerie is just kind of humiliated. Right. Where the juxtaposition of what's happening to Juna's career and Valerie not only trying to show her that she had it with I'm it. Right. But also it's nowhere near. It was, she was nowhere near that and it's nowhere near now. No. Trying to but Valerie her. will always try to think that she is the same as Juna. Valerie mm-hmm. going to the con- Juna's concert. Oh. Free <laughs> to be anything I want, anything I feel. Sorry, I think that's Juno's song. Free. It's like amazing also because that's kind of the exact moment that they were in in 2005. It's like this emo, like post-emo, like evanescence mm-hmm. kind like, of. Like um, Ashley Simpson scarf wearing. <laughs> yes. And a, yes. And a knit cap, like real. They're at the Viper Room. It's a gig at the Viper Room. Yeah, a gig at the Viper Room. I love how Juno loves to take her Fuck. tits out. She's always She's just so free. That top off. That like, says a lot. Yeah, I mean, right? it's, it's really not gratuitous. Again. It's actually like an incredible characteristic of hers. She's just like so open, but also, and she genuinely loves Valerie and thinks she's incredible. And she she's, really does. And you think she's genuinely a good person, but she has this ability to exist as um as one creature on and off the camera. Yes, it's almost generational. She's pure. She doesn't like. She knows that Jane's cameras are on, but she's not going to change for them. Yeah. she just like has. A well acclimated persona, and also it comes naturally person. to her to be a star. It's just not, yeah. it's not hard. And I also, well, I also think it's like what it's what we do as a society. This is going to sound so, you know. No, please, we have to take it there. I think what we do as a society is like <laughs> then, you know we we embrace them, we celebrate, them, we kind of let them fly as free as they want. When you're a Juna, when you're a beautiful like 
a perfectly shaped blonde girl. Yeah, Juno's whole thing is just a shrug. Like, I guess that this is happening. Okay. Yeah, like, oh, God, like God, but, I it, can't but it, it keeps happening. She just gets, yeah, I can't believe it. But she gets a Rolling Stone it. cover because they were doing like a column on like new young artists and they just yeah. put her on the cover because yeah. they saw the picture. They just, we were just doing a photo shoot and like, they, we didn't have to, I didn't have to do anything. We already had this like, wasn't she like pouring milk yeah, on her? Yeah, got milk in. Just got milk on her titties and um, and then what we see with Valerie is essentially women of that age, they're just dead. They're just disposable. Yeah. They're like... And what you were saying about the Me Too, how it's like our first Me Too show, the way Polly G treats her. Like, I remember when he, when she comes in and shows like a poster of herself from her I'm It days and she sort of has her bra showing. And it's like very risque for Valerie, yeah. not really risque at all. And Polly G is like... And then they're showing Juna's Rolling Stone cover, and he's like, "Got milking." Oh, that is. I wish I had a cookie. Gaga, goy. Fucking hot. That is fucking hot. Look at you. Look at you. Are fucking hot, lady. That's wow. Isn't that amazing? That is that is amazing. Looks like that. Eats like that. I fucking love you. You're my kind of woman. Look at that. Oh, it's yeah. just like it's really is that that was the kind well, of girl the that end, was at valued. the end he fucking writes a thing where she has to be a giant cupcake and June is in the refrigerator shouting You're fat fatty fat fat wake up wake up <laughs> cut as yeah. Val has like to a pratfall oh my gosh she goes to Jimmy Burroughs for advice on this pratfall and don't do it Val she doesn't Ask, she asks for advice, but she doesn't want the advice because no. he tells her to fall backwards. And she goes, it's, it's a pratfall in a cupcake suit. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, you know, look, Tom's gone this whole week. He has an ulcer. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So it's just Polly G. And Wagner. Well, yeah. <laughs> so pretty much on my own. You know, just wanted to be good. Show Polly it's okay. I can be... You know, I can be funny. I can be good. You know. Blood from a stone. What? Blood from a stone. Yeah. Incapable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, still, I want it to be good, so I'd love to. You know, the audience will laugh, and you'll go to that place you go. You'll be fine. You think? You're a giant cupcake. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'll see you. You're going to be great. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. And if yeah. you can, fall backwards. It's always funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was thinking I'd fall forward. Backwards. He has his own way of doing things, but nothing's funnier than a face plant. I know that. Just wanted to work it out with him. You know. She doesn't actually want the advice. She just wants to go through the motions of, like, seeing Jimmy Burroughs and act like she's getting advice. Jimmy always fucking, like, rips, you know, record scratches it for her, and she just can't hear it. In, in episode one, the first one ever, he's like, you know, you know, you're not getting in my way. You're getting in your way. you got to trust me. Jimmy, I trust you. I trust you. It's just, look, on I'm It. You know what? I hope, I hope this is better than I'm It, because I'd like it to get picked up. Well, now... Ran for four years, uh, so... You're, you're, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you here. Do you understand? Yes, yes. But all I'm saying is that, look, I'm always looser on the second, third take. You know, they gave me lots of takes on it. Well, you know what? You're not it anymore. You took a small part, and you hit it out of the park. You can't ask for better than that. Have a great couple of weeks. Okay. I'll see if it gets picked up. Okay. She simply will not hear that. I mean, she's yeah. not a small part. She's the lead. 
No, she I never. Really, I, he really, he really does try to be real. He's like, you're not valued here. I know. Like, and you keep wanting so much to make this about like how great this is, and like no one's feeling that way. He he does at least try to give her some. I know, and it's so sense of reality. And it's she's like, like really nope. vulnerable to see Jimmy with Lisa Kudrow, who he directed her in Friends. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is somebody who really probably taught Lisa Kudrow. A lot of what she knows. But she also said that he, in her final callback for Friends, was very cold and, like, dismissive and wasn't saying anything. And she was certain she didn't get it. And she was incredibly intimidated by him. And she talked to him about that before this to kind of build this relationship. He's pitch perfect as himself on on the comeback. Because he is intimidating, but he's also, like, a father figure to her Mm -hmm. and cares about her. And gives really good advice. And he's been in the business, so he also knows how people, like, just... How the, how they turn him through? He really is an icon. So yeah, in, in multicam. I mean, he is one of those. He's like the the Coltrane of multicam. I'm just bringing mm-hmm. back the jazz metaphor. Yeah, I mean, it's like jazz. Sitcoms are like jazz. Multicam sitcoms are like jazz. Yes, two American art forms that are that are dying. Just, and the American musical. That's <laughs> <laughs> three. <laughs> and, cost, and constitutional democracy. Yes, <laughs> so forth one. They're all great hobbies. <laughs> also, all dying. All dying. We've been all able dying. to kill them all. The musical's coming back. The music. I heard about um, um, Hamilton. So yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> I've heard fun. about that. I would, I would live for a Valerie Cherish musical. Oh my fucking god! Oh my gosh. Would, the comeback, the musical. I mean, but no be... one could do it. She would have to do it when she sings "I Will Survive." Wow. I mean. That is a really that's another an incredible thing. She's, Valerie like, she's like, I'll pay for it. What, what if I sing it? Is it less if I sing it? <laughs> for I will survive. Yeah, and she's so she like does the second take of I will survive, and it's just like yelling. She's just like really angry it's with it. It's one of her moments, isn't it? It's a really good glimpse into season two. It is. It shows that rage that she has that she also has in that navigator moment. Also, just like such a mom mom move where they like connect to a song from their past. And like, kind of evoke that youthfulness that maybe we weren't well, no, familiar with. No, no one can deny disco beat. <laughs> and the fact that she uses that for her rage. <laughs> but I've been thinking a lot about her rage. Think about mine too. It's like, when do you really get a chance to experience how angry you are at the world, especially as a fucking gay person, especially as an actor? It's like, okay, I'm talking about myself. But like. Those few moments when she just unleashes it are mm-hmm. like nothing else. I was explaining... And it's always on somebody who doesn't deserve it, you know? Right. It's like... It's I was like, trying to explain to my therapist something about being on set for something, and he looked at me, and it's like you were saying when someone just repeats something back to you, he's like, so you're saying when you're in a position where you have no artistic power and everyone's ignoring you and everyone's staring at you, demanding something of you that you don't want to do, that makes you upset? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> and you're like... And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So intense, and he's like... Yeah. He's like all right. Well, yes. I that's, that makes sense. That makes sense. My therapist wants me to. He, he wants me to say fuck blank. Just someone in my life, and then fuck this person. And so I like did it in my car a few times, and like Valerie, I was like angry hurts my throat. It really. I almost like <laughs> lost my voice. Hot water. It's hot exa- water. Uh, getting in touch with your emotions is genuinely exhausting. I can't do it, and it can ruin you. And also when that because I, I am going, don't do going it, through kids. something. Don't do it. Don't, don't scream. do it. But I am going through something in there. I did have that friend who just very calmly repeated it back to me and I was so heartbroken. What did they repeat? What I, just like just what I was saying. Yeah, so what I you're just saying, was saying is... it and then the, just hearing her being like so here's what you just said. It broke my heart so much to yeah. be like, "Oh, I did." That is so powerful. That's real. And it's every real. so often somebody does that for Valerie and she doesn't know how to deal with it. No, let's, she can't she can't process it. No. She let, can't process it. Let's get emotions. to the let's get let's get to the iconic ending when 
finally during those that prat fall, right? Mm-hmm. She wow. prat falls. And Wait, she, but can we also just say that it's first preceded by her telling Jane about the rod in her back, the metal rod in her back from her right? scoliosis? Oh, that was no big deal. No, yeah. You know, you know, you know those girls in junior high school who have the body casts on or the back brace. That was me. <laughs> so you know, it happened. Done. Yeah. Aren't you worried about your fall? Oh God, no. No, no, no. No, yeah, have a rod in my back, but, you know, doesn't limit me much, you know. Always been very active, very physical, you know. In fact, you know, even then, I was on the field hockey team. Yeah, so, but that whole year, of course, I was in the body cast, so, you know, couldn't play. But I uh, still go to every practice, went to every practice, you know, dressed in the uniform for every game, right? And, uh, you know, still part of it, you know, ran around handing out towels and, you know, getting everyone water cheering them on during the games you know yeah showed up every day so it was it was fun wouldn't let me be in the picture but i don't know what this is all of a sudden i'm fine yeah, so she really, she really does. Lots of, lots of girls have it. And, and for the first time, we get a peek in Valerie's life that everything wasn't so good. She, she wanted, was it the swim team or what? Uh, yeah. She wanted to be on the team so badly, and they wouldn't let her because of the metal rod in her back. And she's like, but I handed out towels and, you know, didn't get to be in the picture, though. Went, and went to every practice. That's the moment when her emotion is revealed. I mean, one moment, really, yeah. right? It's yeah. an incredible Lisa Kudrow performance, that monologue. Ugh. And Google, you guys, YouTube, just metal rod, we'll, Valerie we'll Cherish. It, I will put it in the episode. <laughs> okay, amazing. I think you should. <laughs> we can add stuff to you here, babe. <laughs> oh my like God. Just I, just, I don't know if you've ever listened dialogue? to the I don't I know, know if you've ever listened to the music. podcast before. <laughs> Where do you get the dialogue from? <laughs> we will we'll do, we do it ourselves. We do it ourselves. It's cheaper. It's fully. It's cheaper. Me. Um, this is a review so we can use the material because we're actively reviewing the show. No, of course. You won't be So sued. she goes up to Polly G and, and she really... She really just sacrificed a lot for this bullshit, and she just needed some kind of confirmation that she what of what she did, and he couldn't give it to her. Well, that's why she keeps doing it because he's not he's not saying anything yeah. about her performance. He's just eating this pizza as she's he doing take after so take. So gross. And she's like, and she keeps looking to him. Did I do it right? Did I do like, a Polly, good job, Polly? I think I, I think that last one. I think we this got man it. who hates her and will never give her validation is the only person Ever. she wants validation. And from. he says, "Okay, yeah, I think that was the one, right, Polly? That was a good one. I like the first one." Then why'd you, why'd I do all those other takes? Because you like throwing yourself on the ground? You know, could have really hurt myself. Like... Relax. It was a joke. Oh, what? That rotting your back go all the way up your ass? All right, well. That brings us to the iconic moment from the comeback that makes that show such a hit, the reality show. She punches him in the stomach. And he barfs, and then it's, this is my all-time favorite thing when this happens anywhere, is when someone barfs, and the next person's reaction empathy, around them... Empathy barf. Empathy barf. It's just a... It's just a hurl, too. It 
Oh, it's my favorite thing. I've, walking I've, I've into, empathy barfed. Walking into windows and empathy barfing. <laughs> walking into glass doors and empathy barfing. A chain reaction of barfing. Oh. It happens in a car usually, right? Because you smell it. It's true. It does happen sometimes. I knew oh, it had happened to you. Oh, it <laughs> <laughs> We can't tell that story on the air right now. Not today. Nick and I have had a full empathy like day. Like it was a full day of empathy. That As like friends, couldn't, we have a lot of empathy. Once you start days. with that empathy, we, it turned out what we found is that for three hours you can't drive. Wait, do you guys really barf after each other? We'll tell you the story later. We can't. Okay, but let's wrap up this episode because we only have an hour and a half left with Max. Okay, um, so so they barf and so she's and then she she hosts. Um, she can't, Jane starts falling off and she's like, where's Jane? And at this point, she really thinks Jane is her friend. Yeah. She invites Jane to the party and Jane's like, how did you get my address? She's like, oh, it was hard. Baby girl, baby girl. We haven't even said baby girl yet. Baby girl, it was hard. But we, I found it. Juna. Juna, baby, baby girl. girl. Baby girl. That's my favorite thing, her baby girl. Um, so she invites... So, baby so girl. She, she really young, thinks like they've been like on this... Her process together on yeah. this on this path and they're really going to create a lovely little reality show and so she has everyone there she has a chocolate fountain and uh and she they view the first episode and it's 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 not favorable to val it's i knew they'd manipulate things i knew that i knew it but, but they, they cut out everything everything that he's been putting me through for months and months and then they made it the crazy actress show How am I going to show my face on Leno? Huh? How am I going to show my face anywhere? Well, at least I didn't show the thing about us doing coke. Not this week, Mark. Not this week. We've got 12 more weeks of God knows what kind of humiliations in store for us. Huh? And Jane's not sick. She's not sick. She knew. She knew. Just always standing around, not saying anything with her mean spider eyes. No, she looks like a fucking monster. <laughs> and Polly G looks really the nice. The double barf is really And she highlighted. loses her mind and starts smoking, like chases Jane down and swears she's going to quit that on show, the Tonight you know, the Show. The comeback is really weirdly edited, isn't it? It's like... So weird. Yeah, it's like a highlights reel. I mean, but we, I think we only saw like that beginning teaser that That's they would true. show you. Like the reality show, they show you the highlights and then they go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, and we already talked about she goes on Jay Leno and... and Gets that applause with the barf bags. My favorite is the dancing, is the like, like cha 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 around the barf bags. Wait, the cha cha cha? When she's just like, as they're <laughs> clapping and screaming for her. Nick is dancing. For barfing. <laughs> for you know, she does barfing. her weird dance. They, bring with, the, they put the weird white gloves on her, and she has so those white funny. gloves, and she's. It's really incredible. And like I said, it's you don't know whether to be happy for her or. Like, you just can't bear it. And then the handler from The Tonight Show comes back to the dressing room after, and she's like, and Val is smoking. She's like, hey, awesome job, Val. Oh, you you can't smoke in here. Oh, I'll put it out. Oh, it's okay. All the stars do. Just close the door, and anytime you want to come back, you let us know. Thank you. (laughs) And, and... Like, she's called a star, finally. Yeah. Which is what she's really wanted, and... All she wants. All she wants is just, is to, is to... Do this work and be famous. Really, I think it's hand in hand. You are so happy for Val, famous. but more more than being happy for Val, it is like apocalyptic. That episode, it's like oh, it's mm-hmm. scary you know, it it's only going to get worse for her. You know? It comes with the price again. It keeps coming with the yeah, price. You can never fill that well. No, and she's going to continue down this road of degradation. And so are we, and so did we as a country. Yeah, and yeah, because yeah, she was yeah. Well, she found out that her idea of making a nice reality show 
didn't make her famous. It was the other thing. So then just think about... Because, you know, it's like, it's that housewife thing. Housewives didn't start completely crazy. It just kept getting crazy. It crazier. made them crazy. And they had to keep getting crazy. Unless you're Jill Zarin and you fucking peaced out. Who like, threw the I fucking leg across the table? Aviva Drescher threw her <laughs> leg. She got out. How did she get out? She just Jill, left. she just quit. She just quit the she, fucking she has, show. What, lights? Didn't she have, like... It's like Zarin Carpet. Yeah, Zarin like Bobby, her husband. It's like carpet did. and... It's lights. And light, lights. It's lights. Right. But Bobby died. Um, anyway, he that's... Die? Yeah, he died. And then that she like, guested on the show because Bethany went to her funeral. Wow. She's... I mean, Bethany went to yeah. Bobby's funeral. Okay, so so the season wraps up. The season's over, and it's perfect. Again, we've said this. It's a it's a perfect it's a perfect work of art. It can be an amber. And, and we didn't know how prescient it was, how much it would say. And then about they culture. were, ca- and then it, they got canceled. It never they came back. It, it, it never came off. back. It followed. It followed Entourage. I can't say I was surprised. Stuff? I remember being like, "Yeah, of course." Like, really, they're never going to let this season happen. Come back? It's like it's like no one's going to let. Unless there's a wave of people talking out against Hollywood, she was the only person. Well, there weren't revivals then. I mean, it wasn't like there was a, there could be a wave of fan support like there like there, there could was be now. There wasn't renew something at the last media. minute. That that wasn't a thing. Well, then no. three years ago, three years later, three years after the show, there was. Did you guys watch it live? The the first season. I did. I actually watched it when I first moved to. This is amazing. I watched it when I first moved to LA. No. Um, yes. That's perfect. And I was sick, and my best friend came out. And we we watch, I was just like we were able to do a thing that I find really fun and rare to do is that I got to binge all of the first season and then wow. what are we doing next week? Season two. Season two. Max is coming back. You're gonna come back in a week. No, I was so excited to come oh back to gosh. LA. Are you gonna Cafe Montana? Um, J'adore. <laughs> Cafe Montana. <laughs> Let's go you, to Cafe Montana. I hope Let's... you lose some weight. Thank you. No, I'm gonna work on it. Okay, good. So we'll see you in one week. Okay. Um, thanks everybody for listening. We um are on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and iHeartRadio and um, Alexis Podcast Playlist and what else? Google Home. Google Home. We're all over Google, Google Home, Home. Play for the Girls. Just out here. <laughs> Google Home. Play for the Girls Podcast. Play for the Girls Podcast. Valerie Cherish episode. And, and then Google Home says which one and then all of you say anyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The and does Siri so ask you which episode? And you can be like the one I think then you have to smash the download button you have smoosh. to smash, smoosh smoosh it you have and to then just you slap it and then follow us on Instagram and Twitter and uh, put us in your stories show us your smooshes show us your best Valerie Cherish yeah. hey I got it yeah. well, fat fatty fat we fat we love you baby I got girls it. we love you we love you baby girl we love you love bugs love thanks, you guys Max. so much Marky thanks, Mark thanks, thanks Marky Mar- thanks Maxie 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 Max. 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 bye baby girl love her boy bye bye battle angels bye battle angels that's incredible Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's sounding a little vanilla. Oh. Yeah, we need more street, uh, more, more uh, kick some ass. Yeah, can do. Gotcha. Let me find it. Figure out where I am. The instrumental. I don't think there's any singing in this part. Well, you know, uh, he's really been dumped on by a guy. Get with that, okay? It took all the strength I had not to fall apart. You're trying hard to mend the pieces of my broken heart. And I spent oh so many nights just feeling sorry for myself. I used to cry. But now I hold my head up high and you'll see me. Somebody new. I'm not that chained up little person still in love with you. And so you felt.
Thank you. 